0: The Miami Dolphins posted about as bittersweet of a three touchdown victory against a divisional opponent as you possibly can, romping the Jets 34 to 13, but presumably losing pass rusher Jalen Phillips in the process.
1: You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL. Scotty, you can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by BetterHelp. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day and it's Victory Friday here on Locked on Dolphins, our second victory podcast of the week. So not a bad bounce back from the bye week for the Dolphins. We talked about this team potentially going on a run. Well, they they score 34 points. They get a pick six from Javon Holland. The running game recaptures its life against the Jets. And there's a lot to talk about uh, coming out of this victory, obviously for the Dolphins Uh, A divisional opponent, this is your last divisional road game of the season. You get Buffalo week 18, and then you get the Jets uh, a few weeks before that. I believe week 15 at home uh, as part of that three-game homestand that the Dolphins will have in their final five games. A up-and-down, bittersweet win is probably the best way to put it. We'll, we'll, We'll address the elephant in the room. That is Jalen Phillips. Uh, the MetLife turf has received a lot of criticism throughout the course of the years, and it appears as though Jalen Phillips um, is yet another player who has suffered a severe ligament non-contact injury at the hands of the MetLife turf, uh, stepping off on a pass rush opportunity, uh, non-contact driving off his back foot and his calf pops. The team declared it as an ankle injury or an Achilles injury, excuse me, and quickly declared him as out. The obvious assumption here is, is that Jalen Phillips has torn his Achilles and will be done for the 2023-2024 season and probably the start of the 2024 season as well. So it's a very, very difficult gut punch to take in the midst of a three-touchdown win against the Jets. Uh, Phillips had a really trying start to the season. He had the Friday practice injury injury ahead of week two, didn't play against the Patriots, came back in week three and retweaked it at the end of the first half, and then he missed a few games. And since he'd come back, I think Carolina was the first game that he came back, he had just been on an absolute torrid pace as far as his rushing the passer uh, production and what he was able to post. And uh, you know, he he was a part of a play in which, Jets quarterback Tim Boyle slid behind the sticks. I I don't know if he was officially given credit for a sack on that play. Yes, he was. So three tackles for loss uh, and a sack on the day for Jalen Phillips before the injury. So uh, he was on pace for the double-digit sacks that we thought he was very much capable of posting in spite of missing about a month's worth of action. And now the Dolphins presumably will be without Jalen Phillips for the remainder of this season. And I know there's a lot of Dolphins fans that have a lot of thoughts uh, there's a lot of, uh, demoralization around this development for Miami, um, to which I would say the loss of Jalen Phillips hurts. There's no question. Um, every team is going to deal with injuries of their own, uh, but for Miami with Phillips and the juice that he brought to the pass rush, um, he's a special player and you, you don't replace a special player. There's no question about that. I would say for Miami, the good news is you're going to come, into the next few weeks, and you're going to play really bad offensive lines the next three weeks. You're going to play a really bad offensive line in Washington. You're going to play a really bad offensive line in Tennessee, and you're going to play a really bad offensive line in the Jets again, and the Dolphins terrorized the Jets uh, from a sacks production, uh sacks standpoint uh, in this contest. Tim Boyle was uh, sacked seven times uh, for minus 49 yards. Uh, so that they got after it, and Jalen Phillips was a part of that, but he was obviously not the only part of that. And this offensive line for the Jets is really banged up right now. I don't know how many of those players they're going to get back in time over the next time these two teams play. So you'll have about three weeks to figure it out before you play Dallas, and then you play uh, Baltimore, and then you play Buffalo. And um, you certainly hope the opportunity to get snaps and get guys in there and potentially ramp up Emmanuel Agba, Agba Had, a couple of pressures off the right hand side against Max Mitchell late in that football game in obvious passing situations. Uh, it's not not I'm not one to overlook the performance that Andrew Van Ginkle provided on Sunday Night Football against the Patriots and and that stretch of games early in the season where where he was very productive for the Dolphins as a speed pass rusher, which is what Jalen does. Now Jalen is um, I think more much more diverse in the things that you can do with him. Uh, the domino effect is David Long is going to play more stack linebacker. Andrew Van Giggle is going to be your primary starter as the other outside linebacker. And you're going to have to elevate Emmanuel Agba to take rotational pass rush snaps. And he's going to have to earn some of that contract that he's getting. And that's the domino effect for Miami in their bid to not replace Jalen Phillips because you can't replace Jalen Phillips. But well, what you can do is you can bank on this front where Christian Wilkins had two sacks today. He's at six and a half on the season. Zach Sealer has five plus sacks this season. Bradley Chubb has been phenomenal for the Dolphins this season. Andrew Van Ginkle, who we've already acknowledged. The horses are going to have to be the horses and they're going to have to share the load. Uh, and you're going to have to spread it amongst that group up front. This was one of the better uh, top performing defensive lines in football. Jalen Phillips looked like he was going to be the star of that show. Uh, That will have to wait, unfortunately. And then that's uh, just us reading the tea leaves on uh, the nature of the injury that he had, which is a huge gut punch. Now the dolphins did have a couple other injuries, Uh, Javon Holland and Teron Armstead. uh, Neither one of those guys received any kind of serious medical treatment. They were standing on the sideline after the game Uh, would like to think that those guys with some extra rest, you're playing on a Friday, you got nine days to the next game against the commanders. Uh, If those are minor injuries, uh, you're good to go. Robert Hunt didn't play, so hopefully you're getting Robert Hunt back. So like, there's still more reinforcements to come into play here uh, for the Dolphins, but you did have Javon Holland late in the game get banged up. And I know some Dolphins fans on social media were asking, you know, why is Javon Holland in the game? We need to play the backups. Well, one of the backups was Darrington Evans who fumbled the handoff from Tua tonga as a practice squad elevation to play in this game because uh, Savon Ahmed's on IR and because Devon Hian couldn't play And because Chris Brooks is on IR, so lo and behold, you put a backup running back and he fumbles and gives the the Jets their third turnover defensively of the game. And then you have the starters in on the other hand and Javon Holland gets a little shaken up with with a knee injury that does not appear to be anything serious. He got up, walked off on his own power, did not receive any additional treatment on the sideline. So um, not the cleanest game for Miami, but it appears as though uh, Jalen Phillips is kind of the centerpiece loss for this Dolphins team coming out of this victory, which puts the Dolphins at 8-3 and for the second consecutive season. Uh, That is not to be lost in all of this. They are currently, at least for the next 48 hours, the one seed in the AFC. We'll see what happens with the other games that are left to be played. But um, Miami, everything that you want is still out in front of you. And the strength of schedule, the rest of the way, at least for the next three games, you look at those three games, two of which are at home, and you feel as though those are games you should win. And if you do that, you're going to put yourself in a position to be 11-3 and three with three to play, and things can can go wherever they're going to go from there. But as far as coming into this contest, Miami gets 34 points. We'll talk about the actual game now, but I wanted to get into the Jalen Phillips stuff first just because it's so heavy on everybody's minds. Uh, and he's such a, a a good person. He's such a central focus in the, the South Florida community. Uh, he gives so much back to the community. And he's such a a talented player that your heart just breaks for a guy who had the trying season that he had at the start of the year and then comes back and is everything that you knew he possibly could be. And then he goes down, um, on a non-contact like that. It's, it's just a big time bummer. Uh, it's kind of the nature of the game, right? There's, there's injuries. we, We know that, but, uh, Sending best wishes to Jalen Phillips. Uh, he's, in, he's in our thoughts here on Locked on Dolphins, and, and I know Dolphins fans everywhere thinking of him as well uh, and and wishing him the best as as we get more information on what that's going to look like and, and long-term prognosis for Jalen. So um wanted to get that part out of the way before we uh, dump a little trash on the New York Jets, which is coming up next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Hope you were guys were in on the money line because the Dolphins, they won against the Jets by a final score of 34 to 13, a big time win three touchdown victory. And if you were in on the money line, you could have scored big with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So if you put $5 on the Dolphins on the money line against the Jets, you'd get I have $150 in bonus bets at your disposal now with FanDuel. If the Dolphins win, you can place it with any team, though, so don't let it stop you. There's plenty of games left to be played this weekend if you want to get in on the action. If you thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to start than right now. The app is super easy to use. They have a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off your NFL season the rest of the way with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So let's let's talk about um, the football game that happened, not the injuries that happened, and, and we'll probably start with the bad because uh, there was some bad, you know, in the midst of Miami romping the way in which they did against the New York Jets. It's difficult to overlook the two turnovers uh, in the final minute and a half, two minutes of the the first half of this football game. And it's like, man, sometimes we just can't help ourselves, right? Now, it all ended up evening out. Tua throws a pick six to Brandon Eccles, right? That's who did. Yeah, Brandon Eccles, 30-yard pick six. Uh, to put the Jets on the board, the Dolphins are up 10-0 at this point. It looks like a grind-it-out type of game. The Dolphins, of course, got down into the little red zone, went for it on fourth and two, and didn't get any points again because they chose to throw the ball. There were some Dolphins fans who were very angry that I didn't particularly like the call of a fade to Tyreek Hill in the red zone against Sauce Gardner on fourth and two uh, in scoring territory in a game that you expected. You'd want to take the points because it does not would not take much to squeeze the Jets out of the game. Um, I understand Tyreek Hill dropped the ball, but if you're going to run the fade, I was surprised they chose to run the fade at Sauce Gardner instead of DJ Reed. Uh, and I was surprised that they chose a low percentage throw, no matter how good of a throw as it was, it's still a low percentage throw, and it opens the door for things to happen like the pass to be broken up or you to throw it out of bounds or the receiver to drop the ball. So they didn't get points in a low red zone possession, which happened again. Um, I think the score evened itself out. It's 10-0. They get the ball back. And, and no timeouts. And they come out, and they're backed up on their own territory. And like, there's a holding call on the punt return that backs them up inside the 15. And they, they try to nickel and dime their way out with no timeouts. And you're sitting here wondering, are they really going to... Um, are they really going to turn this back over to the Jets on a short field when you're so backed up. So the penalty was on Andrew Van Ginkle. It's, it's ten, so you have the pick six. Then you have starting your possession at the 13 with 52 seconds left, 58 seconds left. You get out to the 45. You have an extended play with less than 10 seconds left. The Jets call a timeout, and you throw your second pick in the first half. While the Jets throw a Hail Mary... Javon Holland picks it off and runs it back 99 yards for a touchdown. So you end up outscoring the Jets in the midst of all of this mishmash, chaos. Uh, I think we got greedy personally. It's 10 nothing, right? You take over uh, with 58 seconds left in the first half on your own 27. You are up 10 to nothing. You have one timeout. Just let it go to half. They didn't and they end up throwing a pick six and then another interception. Uh, I do not blame uh, the offense necessarily for the third turnover, which was the fumble from Darrington Evans because he was freshly added back to the practice squad, elevated to play in the game. They put the backups in. Like, okay, that's whatever. You're trying to run out the clock with a few minutes left. You're up. Uh, you're up the points that you're up. I get it. But the two picks at the end of the first half, uh, you, you played, I thought, what was a really good script to get to 10-0. Where you are deliberate with how you're playing defense, you're trying to stay balanced running the football. You're moving the ball. Some success. I love the fact that they came out and threw shots down the field out of the slot to both Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill. So there's some good here. It's ten nothing. You say okay, you know we're getting the ball to start the second half. I just thought we got greedy, and it didn't end up binding you because Javon Holland made an incredible play for you. But it, it very easily could have. And then there's the short yardage stuff, uh, which for yet another week, uh, the Dolphins came out in a lot of third and fourth and ones and twos and threw the ball and did not have a lot of success throwing the ball. (laughs) They, uh, uh, they, They finally ran in the second half on third and two and got a first down with Jeff Wilson. You say, here it is. Thank goodness. They ran the ball and they got a first down out of it. And that's kind of the segue into what I, I think was the, the the brilliance of the second half of this football game is you, you had this disastrous end of first half. You go seven plays, 39 yards. You kick a field goal. I believe it, Tua took a sack. Yeah, Tua took a sack on third and four from the 30-yard line. Sanders hits a 54-yarder. So there's some good there. You get points to start the second half. You say, okay, we're up two touchdowns. You go three and out. Jets punt. Dolphins start the following possession on their own eight-yard line with eight minutes and 58 seconds left in the third quarter. I'm going to say that again. Your own eight-yard line, eight minutes and 58 seconds left in the third quarter. The Dolphins start. You go field goal, force a punt. You go 15 plays, 92 yards, and nine minutes time of possession against the New York Jets. And you put the ball in the end zone to finish the drive. And you went run. For three, you went run for four. You passed to Tyreek for five. You went run for seven incomplete pass Tyreek kill on third and three for 12 run for three, run for five, run for three on third and two for a first down run for one run for minus one. You do get bailed out with the face mask from CJ Mosley. You tried to on a third and long situation around midfield. You, you tried to, uh, get get a short pass out of bounds. You get an incomplete or you get a face mask there. You run for another eight. You run or you pass short for four. You do a touch pass on Tyree kill, which effectively is a run, but it's technically a pass because it's a forward pass for 15. You run for 13 and, and put it in the end zone on the first play of the fourth quarter. You want to talk about a backbreaking drive. You want to talk about execution and Hey, amidst all of the issues with this offensive line and Teron Armstead going out and Austin Jackson getting ejected because the Jets are soft and they're getting embarrassed on national television for the 15th time this season. And they got a whole bunch more prime times to to play and they're all frustrated because they keep losing football games and they can't move the ball. So they got to fight you after the, the point after attempt. Hitting officials. 37 rush attempts for 167 yards and two touchdowns. For this Dolphins rushing offense. Average 4.5 yards per rush. I'll take that all day long. That kind of performance against the 2023 New York Jets. 167 rushing yards. Just to put it in, in a recap. That is the third highest rushing yardage that the Jets have conceded this season. And you did it with Keon Smith playing a significant portion of the game. You had Kendall Lamb that had to come in. Uh, Once Teron Armstead goes down, Keon Smith moves to right tackle. So you go Kendall Lamb. There's a stretch of this game where you go Kendall Lamb, Lester Cotton, Connor Williams, Liam Eikenberg, Keon Smith's the offensive line. And you're worried about these guys being healthy, and I get it. Austin Jackson was ejected. We'll see you next week. Robert Hunt, dressed, didn't start, was the emergency offensive line. Literally, I think the only offensive line that didn't take snaps. We'll probably see you next week on nine extra days of rest if you were healthy enough to dress but not start. That's the same game plan that the Dolphins put forward uh, with Connor Williams before his return. So you get the right side of the line back. Connor's in. He's the only dude that played. Uh, you got to figure out who amongst the the rest of the group's going to take those left guard snaps. And then Toronto Armstead, again, left this game. I, I know Dolphins fans want to have conversations about Toron Armstead and his contract, but like second half of a game, In week 12, when the Dolphins are about to go to 8-3, ain't the time to have the conversation as far as I'm concerned. So if you're tweeting me about Teron Armstead, I've talked about Teron Armstead in the offseason and the the long-term 2024 financial outlook for the Dolphins with the salary cap. We did those shows in the offseason. I I can't do it now. I just don't have enough programming. But have to assume that it's not a major injury as well. The Dolphins look at the scoreboard probably holding him out. And all of that aside, all of that aside, The Jets have only given up more rushing yards to the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Giants this season than they gave up to the Miami Dolphins in this football game. From a total yardage perspective, it's the second-highest total yardage the Jets have conceded this season, the 395 total yards of offense. Uh, They gave up 393 to the Bills last week and losing 32-6. to They gave up 401 to the Kansas City Chiefs. And the next closest was week two to the Cowboys, 382. The 34 points scored against the New York Jets. It's the highest point total conceded by the New York Jets this season. So, big picture-wise, there's some good things to take out of this football game. Beyond the fact that you're 8-3, beyond the fact that you are uh, showing some growth, uh, the the second-half possession, um, for the Dolphins offense and running the ball, the 92 yard drive, that's growth. I'll take that all day long. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about this football game. uh, Talk about the Jets in general. That's up next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holidays can be a stressful time of year. Uh, it can be a lot for some people, and it's natural to feel anxiety about all the things that are going on or sadness, um, depending on what your family situation may be. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings, like therapy. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, make you feel grounded, and give you the tools to manage all of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Jets fans, mighty quiet, huh? I I am pretty straight-laced on the show, but I'm not pretty straight-laced on social media. I'll put it that way. And I've seen for months all the talk, Antonio Cromartie, Joey Jets, all these really loud personalities on social media that back gangrene. And amidst the rot of gangrene that has befell the New York Jets this season, pretty quiet, pretty quiet afternoon. A lot of, I hope we lose. Congrats on beating a high school team. Nah, guys, say it with your chest like you did all summer long. Say it with your chest. The Jets finished this game. They came into the fourth quarter, I should say, with 50 yards of offense. 50 Yards of offense in the fourth quarter of an NFL football game. And they'll come out and they'll talk, oh, we picked off Tua twice. Congratulations, guys. You picked off two Tua Valoa twice. If that's going to move the needle for you, if Robert Sala wants to hang a banner because you made another quarterback, have a few turnovers against you, then by all means the Jets want to hang a, ter- uh, hang a banner because they scored an offensive touchdown, their 10th of the season, by the way, which as many as Tyreek Hill alone has, and less than Raheem Mostert has as an individual this season, then good for you. Congratulations. Congratulations on the inside track to another losing season. Four and seven. You got to play the Dolphins again. You got to play the Patriots again who own you. Patriots play the Giants this week. Don't look now. If the Patriots beat the Giants, y'all still have a head-to-head. Fourth place ain't out of reach for the New York Jets. Again, because it happens pretty routinely. And we were pretty light on Jets hate week, and we didn't go too hard into it. I didn't go hard in the paint. But, like, these fans talk like crazy. They talk like crazy and finish in fourth place every single year. It's insane. And this team, with all of the fanfare, with all of the, the buzz about the defense, for Miami to be a team that comes out and posts top numbers in points, second-highest total in yards, third-highest total in rushing yards against this defense this season, ooh, that feels good because we went over what the offensive line looked like for Miami in this game. And if you say, oh, the Jets did, they quit, Jets' defense quit, well, shame on you for quitting. The Jets in this contest, uh, from a play perspective, had 55 plays for 159 total yards of offense is what they finish with. That is 2.9 yards per play. And the Dolphins defense, yet another strong performance. Of course, they give up the 13 points. Uh, and I would like to just quick take a quick jaunt through the Dolphins defense over the last month. New England Patriots, 17 points, 218 yards of offense, one turnover. Kansas City Chiefs, 21 points. 267 yards of offense and a turnover. The Las Vegas Raiders, 13 points, 296 yards of offense, three turnovers. New York Jets, 159 yards of offense, two turnovers. Jerome Baker gets an interception. Javon Holland has the pick six at the end of the first half. The Dolphins log another seven sacks. The Jets rushed for 29 yards. How's this for some math? The Jets rushed 10 times for 29 yards a week after the Raiders rushed for 36. The Dolphins, the last two weeks, have given, I'm going do the math live, 65 rushing yards in the last two weeks combined, the last 120 minutes. And I am here to tell you that the offensive lines you got the next few weeks, they ain't any better. This defense is going to track in a stratosphere where a lot of Dolphins fans probably did not expect you to to find them. And they're now up to 339 points scored on the season offensively. As a point of reference, the 339 uh, points is as many as the team scored in 96 and 97 It's more points than was scored in 1990 when they went 12-4. and This team might mess around and make a run for the first or second most points scored in a season for this Dolphins franchise. That record, 1984, 513 points scored. You got the Jets again. You play them at home. The commanders who you have next week, they just fired their defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. Ron Rivera is going to call the plays defensively, and they traded away Chase, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Bills defense dead last in the league since week five and expected points added defensively. Now you have some, two, two, two really tough defenses in Dallas and, and Baltimore in that stretch. We'll see what happens with those. But this is a really exciting development for Miami that amidst uh, all the same issues, all the same concerns, you win by three touchdowns on the road in a divisional game. It hurts losing Jalen Phillips a lot. But it is in the grand scheme of things something that I think this Dolphins team can take as well as in stride as anyone possibly could. Now, if you snowball, if you experience and endure more of these injuries, and the pressure is going to swing back out to the offensive side of the ball. The good news is if we can stop shooting ourselves in the foot in these two-minute offense situations, not get greedy, which I think we did, there's some really good signs of life, and the offensive line is getting healthier. Victory Friday, club dub. We're back again. Enjoy. We got a long stay before our next opportunity to check in, which is nine days from now against the Washington Commanders. I'm Kyle Krabs. I'm your host here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Bask in the glory, eight and three. The Dolphins one win away from clinching a winning season before the month of December. We were here last year and things did not develop the way the Dolphins had hoped until week 18. We'll see what the next steps are for this Dolphins team in the days and the weeks ahead. So hit subscribe and keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fin's up. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy Club Dub.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.